Hey everyone, this is the one and only Malia Dunn, realizing there's two sides, but one me. Online education resource called the African American Registry is trying to get into more Minnesota classrooms. The resource offers thousands of articles and videos to teachers and the community with the goal of bringing a full picture of African-American history into schools. And in tonight's Voices for Change, Don Stevens sat down and talked with the founder about why he thinks these teachings are so important to our state. The founder, Ben Mackay, came up with the idea for the African-American Registry two decades ago. The goal is for teachers to adopt these diverse learnings and bring the full picture of African-American history into schools year-round. The website shares more than 5,000 articles and 2,000 videos about people, locations, and episodes that make up the contributions of African Americans. Teachers can subscribe and have access to lesson plans for all grade levels and various subjects. While the founder is proud to provide culturally relevant education materials, he's also proud that other races and cultures are highlighted because of a concept he calls intersectionality. If you're on a slave ship, going to Brazil or Central America or Mexico or the Caribbean or Florida or Jamestown, you're going to interact with other cultures and nationalities in 500 years. So added in those 5,000 or so articles are articles on people, locations, and episodes that include white people, include brown people, include yellow people, include red people. So Mark Twain is in our database. Eleanor Roosevelt is in our database. Richard Aoki is in our database. John Horsch, the Lumbee and Seminole tribes are in our database. That intersectionality is there, and that is the piece that is extremely helpful for teachers, particularly in the 21st century, to have material that matches up to the browning of the classrooms in this state. Mackay says in 2017, student teachers at Metro and St. Thomas analyzed the teacher's forum material and a large percentage reported they found value in it. Not only do all the lesson plans meet or exceed state standards, but Mackay says it will have a huge impact on society because this generation of students have come of age seeing a whole different world. These kids have grown up with environmental justice in their face. It is normal for them to see a black man running the country, a black woman running the country. It is normal for them to have LGBT people in their family, let alone their classroom. It is normal for them to see and hear and breathe the fact that the country that they live in is at war with somebody else. Uh, it is, all of those things are normal. And all of those things speak to a different viewpoint of what content should look like and what it should teach with. And, and they're the future. They're going to be here in 20, 30 years. I'm not. And so to put culturally relevant content and pedagogy with a literacy component built in in front of them to move them forward is probably the safest bet to put a dent in systemic racism that exists in Minnesota. Hey guys, I'm with my special guest, Kineda, a.k.a. my auntie, and that was an interestingly said video. What do you think? I actually love the video. It is um, amazing to see that they'll be trying to 
integrate um, our history back into the school system. But there is one part that I kind of, I agree with and I disagree with. Just stands out the most? Yeah, yeah, it really stands out. But I get it. But at the end, when he was talking about the, you know, black people or black men, whatever, running the country, um, I get that it's the era of, you know, the future. But for me, that wasn't so. So that's kind of what stood out for me. Yeah, I agree. He has to include kind of everybody, not just one era. Yeah, I mean, the future, I get the future, is the future, and that's what matters. Um, But just make it fair to say for everyone. So another thing um, that I really was, you know, had feelings about was, um, you know, why it has to be approved politically, excuse me, because I feel like that Politicians should not be deciding what our kids are learning in school, especially if it's not their, um, you know, background or history, because they have that now. And I'm speaking in terms of, you know, white, um, all of history, social studies, everything is based on that. So... You know, politically, I I just don't think it fits. Yeah, I agree. Like, where does that even come from? Yeah, I have no so, clue. So, what do you think you would change? Um, I would definitely make um American history. I don't know why it has to be Black history and. You know, why it, why it has to be titled for us. Just separated into sections. Yes, exactly. And teach about everything and everyone because it all of it is a part of all of our history. Exactly. So, yeah, I would just change, you know, the curriculum and, like you said, have different segments of history all within you know that social studies class or history class or whatever it is it just you know yeah that would be a great change and just to include everybody so what is a way that you would approach this to make a change um i would um within a curriculum i think that we'd have to try to find a way to like soften the facts because if it's taught correctly and how it really happened it may cause another uproar it it may it's you know it gets serious it's gonna get more political exactly more controversial exactly a lot of goods and bads yep and I guess that's why I guess it comes to be political or politicians that are making a decision on it being in the, you know, school systems. 
But who gets to say politicians make that decision? Because it's not just their history. It's everybody's. Agree. And, you know, again, maybe that's why they do not even touch on, you know, the the straight facts of black history. Because, you know, if we start getting down to the meat and potatoes of it all and start pulling the truth out, you know... It, it it's just gonna be a mess. People are gonna be upset, and we're gonna be the angry black people. We're gonna be hostile. We're gonna be belligerent. It's just not gonna go down in history. Good. Absolutely. As a black woman, what is an everyday challenge? Uh, equality, respect, and um. Yeah, just being just being an equal out here in so many different ways. But I can think of work in particular. Um, let's say we're having a board meeting and, you know, everybody's there sitting around and I walk in and everybody looks at me like I don't belong or I'm in the wrong room or, you know, what am I doing here? And it you know it's just like i have a college degree i'm educated why can i yeah, you know that is unfair because in reality we are all equal yeah i i, I can do the job just as well or if even not better. even better exactly so um you know even to take it further i would say like you know we don't even make as much as even a black woman let's not i mean a white woman excuse me let's not even go into men but as black women we i know for sure because in if i go into my review you know there's a whole list of things that i could work on or do better is if i've been doing my job you know halfway for the past year so that i only get a quarter raise or whatever but if I look at, you know, my coworker, who would be a white woman, is making several dollars more than me, I'm quite sure. And it's really unfair, it is, because... It's disrespectful yeah. is what it is, as if my work is less valued. Right, it's like hard work doesn't re- really mean anything to some people nowadays. It's more about who you are than the work you're putting in. Absolutely. Yep, there we go, right there. I couldn't say it better than you. That that was well said. You know how I do. <laughs> Thank you. I really am trying to see it from both sides. Well, you're doing a good job of it. But I just thought of another um, example or two. Um, like, I could be in the grocery store and of course I got my purse on my shoulder and say, you know, a white woman would have her purse sitting in the, you know, the front of the cart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she'd hurry up and grab her purse or her cart or whatever as if I don't have the same thing in my purse that she has in hers. Exactly. I, I just, I don't understand it. it what, what are you scared of? Exactly. I don't need nothing out of your purse. I mean, another subject I wanted to touch on, too, um, was, you know, our black men out here. 
Yeah, I, they're they're living in fear every day, mm-hmm. and it's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just driving while black is an issue. Walking to the store, right, right. Running in a suburban yep. neighborhood. Yep, because he got on a hood, a hoodie, so to say. But yeah, I, I really I couldn't imagine, you know, living like that or feeling like that or being like that, and. I know my challenges are separate and he probably wouldn't be able to, um, you know, comprehend or understand my struggles, but it, you know, it's all the struggles hard out here. It's like 24 seven anxiety. That, that right there. It's real hard out here to try to keep up or try to be an equal or try to be treated with or to be treated with respect. It's already hard enough surviving. Mm-hmm. But the main question is, how did it all start? It, that's a that's a good one. That's one that I always think of myself. I mean, I don't I don't understand what made anybody ever think that they had that right to value us or devalue us More or power us. over one another. Yeah, use us, beat us rape you know just whatever i i agree with you on that on that start question yeah there's just so much to it and i don't know if we'll ever be able to find out thanks for stopping by auntie no problem anytime love you love you too all right thank you for listening come join me again for another real talk about two sides one me